Hey, what's up, guys? It's Nick. We have an awesome episode this week. We had the opportunity to interview Julia Troy. She's an amazing designer that has worked for a range of consultancies, including Evo Design, as well as worked with James at Quirky. And I think there's a lot of great insights in this episode, so I'm excited for you guys to listen to it. Just a quick note, we recorded this episode a while back, and Julia did not have a website when we were recording, but now she does, and it's awesome. It's juliatroy.com. We talk a little bit about online presence in this episode, so I just wanted to make that quick update. Um, And then you guys know the deal. Subscribe on YouTube, follow on Spotify, give us those five stars, Apple Podcasts. Um, and we always like to thank our promotional partner, Let's Design Daily on Instagram. They post amazing design work from designers across the world. So check them out if you haven't already and come join the discord. We're talking about design in there all day long. And of course, we'll talk about this episode too. So I want to hear your thoughts on this episode. All right. I think that's enough from me. Let's roll that sweet, sweet intro by Kiyoshi the Kid. I'm Nick. I'm James. And I'm Julia. And we are three industrial designers in the big city. Sweating the small stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Julia is officially the first guest to, do to actually I wipe think so. the sweat. I think so. Um, but I am we, sweating. <laughs> we are super excited today to have Julia Troy here. She is a design director, design consultant, product designer, chameleon. Uh, You said it. (laughs) She is uh, an incredible industrial designer. She's had a wealth of experience from Evo Design, Fahrenheit 212, um, Quirky, and now she is a freelancer, hotshot. Welcome, (laughs) Julia Troy. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That was a nice intro. Wow. I I tried really hard. Appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, so... Uh, Julia, you were actually my very first professional industrial design manager. How does that make you feel? (laughs) Pretty amazing. (laughs) I, I, I mean, I remember working with you and it was awesome working with you. I mean, first of all, this guy makes me, made me laugh every day. Um, (laughs) But uh, no, it's, I hope, I hope you liked working with yeah. me first of all <laughs> no, was I don't want I don't want to make this about me because this is all about you because <laughs> one of the big reasons that I wanted to bring you in here is because of how much of an impact that oh. you had on me like or, like you know when you're a young designer oh yeah like that that first <laughs> professional designer that you work with has such an impact Definitely. and you had such an amazing impact on me and I just remember my first day at quirky and it was like Hey, we're sketching some stuff for I think it was for Target. Yep, it was. And and they so they put us into a room. It was and, also my first week too. Yeah. Yeah, did, <laughs> it was. did we start on the same we day? We started the same day. Yeah. And so <laughs> I I you know, I didn't know anything about you and and like but you know, I knew that you were more senior than me. And so we we huddle into this room. It's me, you, another intern. Um, and I think another senior designer, and it's just like, okay, we just need to crank out these concepts, mm-hmm. sketch all of these concepts. It was 50 ideas, or maybe even 100. In a day? Yeah. For a target. Yeah. 
That's nothing. Wait, with one person? <laughs> with one person? No, four of us. Four oh, of us. okay. That's much better then. And I just, my jaw, like, dropped. <laughs> I could not believe what Julia was cranking out. Just, like, sketch after sketch of, like, the most beautiful sketching that I've ever seen. Aww. And it was just, like... Oh my gosh, you know, like this is this is like the type of level that I want to get to someday. And, and you are there. Well, uh, I don't know. <laughs> we you'd have to see me under pressure. We'll, but uh but but anyway, Julia, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast and let's let's get started with your right. background. Yeah, um so my background, I'm from Ohio originally, the Cleveland area. Um I think my I was always into science and art. Um, I actually wanted to be a doctor and play professional sports, if you were to ask me when I was a child. Okay. <laughs> um, but I think my, but it was actually funny, like I, um, I had gone to a Montessori school, this is like one of my first memories, and um, you know, it's, you know, self-directed type of play, yeah. and my brother and sister did the same thing. And um, I was always coloring the science charts, so I remember learning about parts of the tongue, and I was coloring in the parts of the tongue. At like three and four years old and rem- and like learning what parts were what like and then what ones like sweet and like sour, sour yeah, okay. and like so yeah. remembering that and coloring it so it was like I, I was you know feeding both of my like favorite curiosities it was like just having to be creative and also like learning um and then i remember coloring like bird charts about like the scientific parts of a bird and um and yeah so like that that was kind of like always a really weird passion. Like I love fun facts. I love like reading like anything about um, just science or um, you know things that you know, that were factual um, mm-hmm. and then why they existed or anything like that. Um, and then you know I pretty much in high school um, I was still on the path of doing like medical and I blew out my knee. Um, I, I tore my ACL and I was skiing and I was on crutch. I had two surgeries, so I was on crutches for almost a year. Like, had to relearn how to walk. And wow. so during that time, I actually was sitting at a desk all the time just creating because I couldn't do anything. And I had this awesome art teacher, um, Janet Tabler, who was like, you can do this professionally. And she, and she handed me this pamphlet about industrial design. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I was a sophomore. <laughs> sophomore in high school. And I was like, no, no, it's just a hobby. I, I, love, I love this. Like, it's... I, I mean, I was always a kid drawing in, in my room. Like, I just was a thing. Um, but I never thought I could have a career because I didn't know what you could do with that. And um, my mom, like, kept pushing me. And so by sophomore year of high school, I knew I wanted to be an industrial designer because I started looking at colleges and I was like, these programs are amazing. I can make shoes. I can do that. What? And, like, I mean, I did all the whole tours. Like, I went to, like, I was trying to hit up more of, like, the New York area. Um, like I did like Carnegie Mellon and Parsons and everything like that. Um, and yeah, so I knew by, by the time I was 16 years old. That's awesome. I mean, I have never even heard of a high school teacher offering industrial design to kids. Yeah. It was a pamphlet about colleges and she just went and handed it to me. (laughs) That's amazing. That's like a, it's like an Obi-Wan Kenobi, like (laughs) Gandalf. I know. Here you go. Here's your adventure. She's, I mean, it was funny. Like when I graduated, um, I ended up going to art school. Um, Columbus College of Art and Design and um, when I graduated I graduated with honors and um, in was um, I won an award for the IDC program and um, I wanted a tribute to her like I she's she's that memorable to me because like I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her right mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. yeah it was pretty amazing um, but yeah so then I ended up going to the Columbus College of Art and Design like I said 
And uh, it was there that I kind of um, realized that I really wasn't that good at sketching or design. You know, I felt like the first four, I look at my portfolio, I should have brought that in. <laughs> oh man, um, I have, I still have all those sketches and like, my, we had teachers that would make you sketch 50 to 100 sketches a night. Like that was what you to do. Yeah. Um, it was definitely boot camp. And uh, the, my technique was horrible, but you just do it. And like for me, it was um, a lot of just learning the foundation of design. Mm -hmm. But then it was really um, when I got my first job at Evo Design in Connecticut, which is where I, I call that my four years of like ID college yeah. because that's where I really hone my my skills mm. so yeah ID sketching is such like especially if you have any sort of art background mm -hmm. it, it does take adjustment to like okay I'm not spending like right. hours pencil shading something like I have to communicate like yes. it's just a completely different mindset like your first instinct is be perfectionist and like make everything really nice and tight yeah. And you got to break that. Yeah. Totally you cannot have to pump, break it. You can't uh -huh. pump out 50 sketches in nope. a night doing perfect, perfect lines, you know? You cannot. And that was, the, yeah. And so then um, I don't know if you're familiar with like Mike Minone or um, um, Scott Johnstone or Aaron Smansky, but at Evo, it, it was one of those things, man, where like, I mean, I would start a day, like you'd be working on these projects for like Disney or, or Nike or whoever. And you're, you know, and you'd sit down in the room with these bunch of guys and you had to sketch for 10 to 12 hours a day. Yeah. And you know, your arm, when you're not used to doing it, like it goes numb. And, and <laughs> That's some good sketching. <laughs> and um, and they were so hardcore about like, like it couldn't just be good, it had to be perfect because mm. they were trying to train me that it was just an instinct where you could right. just pull it out whenever you needed to. And if it wasn't for them, like pushing me so hard, like my probably my first two years there, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have that skill like and I feel like it's and now and that the whole point too is you had to adapt to the style of that client and what they wanted too. Mm. so like you learn one style and then like if you were doing electronics it's a wholly different style than toys oh wait that's interesting y yeah you guys had specific styles yeah for the client and even like types like toys usually kind of sketched with like marker um or in and pen like but like like Boulder, you know. Was this something <clears throat> that the design firm was doing? The design firm. And that was kind of their thing. Yeah, because like that Aaron, was their. Yeah, um, Aaron. Aaron actually, and that's on a little side note too. Aaron went to CCAD as he was an alumni, and so I met him when he was doing a tour. Oh, he he came back to kind of like talk about his business, and yeah. then, you know, that was when I heard about Evo, and I saw his body of work, and um, and I saw like like what they were able capable of doing, and at the time. I was on that cusp of like 2006 to like, it was like kind of old schools meeting new school, like all those 3D programs were coming out, mm. but they weren't really there yet. So like I, in college, I learned FormZ, Rhino and SolidWorks all within three years. <laughs> and like the teachers were learning it with you because yeah. they were so new. Yeah, yeah. And so when I went to Evo, like it, it hadn't really gone into like the company yet. Like designers mm. weren't really doing it. And so um, we were, st I was still kind of like, not that it's old school to sketch, but like that was the foundation. So I was like really learning how like traditional design was, but like done at the time. Right. Um, yeah. Now, Julia, let's back up a little bit. I, I'm kind of <laughs> curious, and this is yeah. a, a common question, but how did you get into that first job? Everyone wants oh, yeah. to know how they got yeah. that first gig. I mean, that, that's, I would have to say it was Aaron, um, because, so he was, uh, we did these things called visiting artists, and mm -hmm. so he um, had come back to the school, 
he did a presentation he came to our studio class and he like i think he did like a project with us it was probably even just like you know how to sketch like an industrial designer or something like that and um I liked what he was presenting and so when I was actually starting to um you know interview when I was graduating I you know I, I made the whole portfolio like printed it I did like I printed it out yeah that's good you know because like, I feel like now everyone's just like the, I actually got my my first job in the city too because I printed my portfolio that's good I'm I am a fan of printed portfolios yeah I always oh. have both but I but because I had I made a book like went to blurb.com like you go to blurb.com make that book hardbound is usually a nice little touch <laughs> And um, you send it in, and like they're like, "Wow, there's some somebody like, you know, right. put the effort in." And so that's how I think I got a little bit of attention from people, like that people would invite me in to just to meet me because I think I paid the money to like make a book for them. That's true. I mean, those blur <laughs> books cost like a, if you do like they're, a hardbound, it's like a hundred bucks, right? Yeah, it's it's not cheap. <laughs> so you, so I was very strategic. Like there was like I think three firms when I was in Ohio that I that there was three firms I think I applied to. Um, Evo responded like right away and I was that was a no-brainer because I wanted someone that wanted me you know I wanted to like and I also just really liked I liked that there was something comfortable about him being from where I was from and then Mm -hmm. also um, it was a small studio and their clients were really cool like they were bigger brands like they had like Rubbermaids and and Nikes and and Cannondale and you know all the all the ones that you kind of just see at like any um, you know retail store and so I liked that and so it was there that um uh yeah like they 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 brought me in i think i was probably like one of maybe five designers on the team and then there was a couple engineers um and then like a strategy person it's a very small team but Mm -hmm. the coolest thing about that that consultancy is like most of the people that i was there with like almost 10 over 10 years ago they're still there like that's how close it of a team it is okay so that's awesome. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then, then it was there that like, I think I learned um, how to actually present in front of clients mm. and not be so offended when someone didn't like your work because mm. obviously design subjective and right. how to handle that. Because I've been in meetings where like, you blow them on water, but I've also been in meetings where like, you know, like you bomb it and they're like, they're not, this isn't good enough. Like not that like our work wasn't like good, it just wasn't what, what they, they wanted. wanted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so... Um, and then you kind of like, you learn how to handle that and, um, you know, you go back to the drawing board, um, make sure that you, you know, talk to the client in the right way and like ask them more questions. Um, but yeah, like they, they like threw me in. Like, I remember I was like 23 years old and like presenting like all my work to these big companies and like, it was amazing. I, I got a lot of that FaceTime. I think a lot of people don't necessarily get yeah. when they're that young. Um, and so I was very comfortable talking about my work yeah. were, were there any like notable projects or things that you worked on that you remember and yeah oh yeah um that were fun my my okay i have several but my favorite like my my baby i guess you could say yeah, yeah. was um and they're still on the market to this day but those i don't know if you've ever seen like those preserve they could be like they used to be sold at like target and whole foods but they're the apple bottom like storage containers they mm-hmm. make like the recycled um cups and plates but they're not they're basically plastic, des- plastic designed material made out of like reused um, plastics, like usually, I think yogurt containers. And they, when they came to us, they really were like, we were a, st- a startup essentially, and we need to have um, an aesthetic. Like we need to create 
okay a new like what is our pro like here's our brand but like what is our brand <laughs> like what yeah. is our design and so um, myself and some of these guys from the team all sat down and and um, the ones that I presented were the like the ones that they were picking, which was really cool. So I very quickly went from kind of being like um, like the young designer to like being able to lead that project because they were because I somehow matched their that right. that um, client's aesthetic, and so that one was where I finally felt like I had like like I had a little bit more control because it was like my client, um, and it was really fun because it was. Um, I mean, you got to build it from the. You got to build the design language from the ground up. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah, and at the time at that studio, um, you would. You, I wasn't doing the three D. I was working next to the engineer. Okay. So it was very organic things. So these guy, this guy was like, uh, and, the, and his name was Mo Mohan, and he's amazing. <laughs> but like, I felt like he he would base me in reality because you know, like designer, like you're young, you're like we could build anything. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and he's like, no, no. But the cool thing about him was that he's probably one of the smartest people I've ever met and like really talented um, and he's willing to push the boundaries of design with you but like in a realistic way right yeah. and so like we were creating these like very organic forms that like are not fun to make right. in 3d now that I don't like now that I've had to do it um, but at the time I was like you can do that I'm just sketching it up I'm just like here <laughs> <laughs> um, so like so I appreciated that um, and I and it, it and that was really cool and then my one of my favorite things I ever worked on um, which also went on the market was um, extra saucers um, what was the, even flow extra saucer you know like the, the things you put your kids in Mm. and like mm -hmm. they're like the bouncy things and like there's toys around it mm, yeah so the funny thing about that is prior to that i mean i what you know i was young and so i didn't know anything about kids and so i was just designing these toys that i thought were cool and like that they would be inspired by but like i had done a lot of research on children and like things that they liked um but then once it was made you know i saved one and so then now that i have my i have two kids it was so cool to like actually put them oh in it, yeah you that's, know when you get to use your own products yeah. like that's the best part right <laughs> and that one like was really it was one of my like first toy things to kind of hit the market so like that one was meaningful um yeah i don't know i mean there's a there i could keep going on like but there was a lot there that i that i loved right um, yeah what like in terms of presenting to clients was there something that like a really like big lesson or like thing that you could put into like a sentence of like this is how like if you're a young designer and you're about to present to clients yeah. like here are your do's and don'ts or yeah. Yeah. Don't pretend like you know everything. <laughs> that's good advice. I mean, that's the thing is, we're all human, right? You should go in, I mean, obviously, like, you're all there for the same reason. You're, you all are there because you want to make really beautiful, cool products. Um, and so there's a purpose for the meeting, right? And so I think going... <laughs> the big the big do like the big things are is, is to be very open and honest about like i think what level you've gotten your things to so like right. if you're if you're just in like the front end stage and it's just the ideas like make sure you say that and if but if it's something that's really really worked out also if it's not like perfect be i think you have to be open to um taking feedback from the client yeah. do you know what i mean like yeah, some yeah. people get stuck like this has to be it's only this way and you're like right. no dude like it could be that way but there's also many people on this project, not just you. Yeah. So I think it's like you also, you just can't take things too personally when something wants to change and you have to be able to adjust to that. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones. Yeah, no, it's, it's funny because it reminds me of a time at Quirky where I presented to Ben <laughs> mm. this like toy idea 
and and I could tell that like things just weren't going well. <laughs> and he was like, "Do you even care about this?" And and afterward, <laughs> afterward, like you you like you know came like over to me and you were like, "Listen, like you just need to do a bit more research on like what it is you're talking about." <laughs> And then, like, I mean, you really, you really inspired me to go back and, like, really understand what it was I was trying to convey and, like, the concepts, like, what they were actually trying to do. Because I think I just sketched out a bunch of things that I thought were cool. Yeah. And, and, uh, but yeah, you, like, pushed, you, like, pushed me to just, like, it's okay. Like, this <laughs> happens, but, like, this is what you need to do next. And I'm sure, like, you had experiences like that at Evo. Oh, like, Evo, I mean, every job. Um, yeah, Evo, I think for me at Evo is that, like, I had walked in there and I was the youngest designer. And they, they, I mean, they could run circles around me. Like, they mm. were just, like, when it came to my level right out of college, like, I I knew nothing, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, um, but that, that, like, you talk about your first, like, experience like they were so willing to help me which is maybe why I feel like I I remember being there and I still remember like the first guy that took time to really show me how to do like Photoshop like really nice Photoshop renders mm. and like you know Scott like sitting down and mean like this is a toy like this is how what, like, these are the details that you shouldn't just look pretty it has to also have like a reason why you're just doing things right um and then and then um, Mike Manone was the one that taught me all the different styles, you know, because that was his he was our design director. And so he was like, every client has to have a specific style, like type of type of deal. And yeah. so, yeah, I think like they there were many projects where I would work on and it wasn't good enough. And then I'm the type of person where um, I won't quit until it's good enough, you know, yeah. or the best it can be so I would obsess over it but in a good way like so it got me I think to the level I needed to be um so that I could run my own projects but it was it was hard I mean I oh gosh like the first two years out of school I were like a lot a lot of um a lot of tears a lot of sweat <laughs> um but like not tears like in it wasn't like tears like in the studio it was more like I want to be good enough I want to get yeah, this right, and it was pushing sure. myself like I I came from a, a mentality of like I grew up playing sports like hardcore sports and so you know being okay wasn't enough for me I wanted to like perfect it and you know I still have a lot I mean if I I still feel like there's so much in my skill that I need to you know techniques I'm always updating like mm -hmm. we were talking earlier that like I think with technology too like you know, you go from pen and paper to like now everything is like on the iPad. So it's like I had, you know, and it was Cintiq, then iPad. So it's like you had to adapt your skill. Yeah. Um, and so it's kind of cool to see my portfolio um, just from the sketching level, not from even 3D, but just from the sketching level going from pen and paper to marker to Photoshop to, you know, Illustrator yeah. to, right. to the Cintiq, whatever like programs you're now yeah. to now, now I sketch in um, on the iPad. So yeah like procreate but yeah. yeah no i mean those like those hard lessons i i feel like the uh, yeah the other thing is is i i feel like there's not a job that i start the first two days i'm like oh my god i fooled these people into hiring me <laughs> and now like i have to prove myself in yeah. these first two days or else like the, i'm i'm out on my ass tomorrow yeah like, why does it feel like that it always I, feels like yeah. that doesn't I, it it's a, I, I mean it's the imposter syndrome thing it is I don't know well you know what it, so then from Evo I went to Fahrenheit I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna jump but yeah. so basically why like I ended up leaving um, Evo 
it was a really hard decision for me. But at the end of the day, I wanted to be in, I wanted to be in New York, um, and I also wanted um, to. I was trying to push myself more into 3D because mm-hmm. um, the, I'm, I know that they would have been, allowed me to do it there, but it didn't really make sense there because the, the, at the time it didn't. Maybe things have changed, but like they had the engineers just doing it. Like it, right. there was there was really no reason. So I I went to Fahrenheit 2 and 2, um, and that one um, I went there in particularly because it was on the innovation side of things, and so I was working with. Uh, clients that either had new technologies or just like um, new, they wanted to do new groundbreaking things mm-hmm. and then uh, and bring them to the market. So like you would work on something and maybe the market wasn't ready for it, but they would hold on to it. And then like I, I just Googled a couple things I'd worked on. I'm like, oh, it is on the market. But it was like, I did it 10 years ago. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Oh, interesting. You know? Huh. Um, <laughs> they were too ahead of their time. <laughs> yeah, but I was like huh. their first industrial designer that they hired and they were also willing for me to take a SolidWorks course oh, while I was there. Because yeah. I learned the basics in college but I was like, no, like I need, like I need to move with the times. Like I need to like update my technology. Like to me, I was getting frustrated because um, I wanted to f- make, I wanted to push the limits of my own abilities, right? Um, so, so they were, they they allowed me to do that, and that was really cool because, like, you know, they were taking a, high, a big risk on one, first of all, hiring hiring their first industrial designer, and then also letting me take a course there while I'm working full time. Yeah. And um and there I was kind of honing my craft. Um and that team was really cool. That was where I learned how to um brainstorm and ideate really quickly with a large group of people, not just creatives. Mm. And that kind of sets the tone of I think where I am a little bit now. Like I feel like all of them are kind of like all of these companies have helped me in some point, but yeah. um that one was cool. They had two departments called Money and Magic. And the money side was um, they basically would jump into a company and digest everything about them financially. They're like, okay, you you can make money here, here, here. And then the creatives would be like, okay, like these are the areas that we're going to go into. And then we would just start brainstorming ideas on like how to make products for them in this area. Hmm. So the so the money team <laughs> sets up the brief, and then the creatives come in and knock it out. Sort like the the money side sort of sort of I mean they they would collaborate with a part of them of the magic team as okay. we were called yeah but they would they were kind of saying like they would be they would essentially like let us know like where they they where they were profiting most in their bus, business and then yeah like setting up the tone like this is kind of the general area and now you guys should, should could kind of like hmm. start creating in this realm if that makes sense yeah that's mm-hmm. interesting setup were, were you able i mean you kind of mentioned a lot of these projects were more like future focused yeah are there any ones that that came out that you had a hand in or like were able to yeah there was to? um there was uh one that i actually just googled today it was um for samsung and they had this is like 10 years ago I think it came out actually like into that. It came out years ago, but okay. I just recently Googled it. Um, <laughs> it's sad to say, but um, it was a really cool project. It was, um, they had this technology where it was, uh, and now it's something we've seen around, but it was clear, you know, clear screen. And um, they wanted to replace glass with like, instead of having like a, a piece of glass that did nothing, it was like, well, we have a technology where it can still be clear, but then we can also project um, 
a moving motion picture picture on it. Mm. So it, great for advertising or maybe there's there was like needs for it elsewhere. And so our whole point was like take this technology and then figure out a consumer front front um, way to sell it. Mm, okay. And so we we had pitched them like several ideas and the whole the whole thing for them was that we would do maybe like I think like three to five concepts and you would do full like fully fledged like almost like um, commercials. So our creative team wasn't just a industrial designer it was like a graphic designer a videographer um you know a, a whole crew of creative whatever it is to make like something like move and like look it looked like a commercial mm. <laughs> and so you would pitch it and like that was the video and it was huh. really cool um so so we did that and you know that it kind of goes away because like you move on to other projects right. and then you know every once in a while you know you walk into a store and you're like oh yeah i worked on that one or <laughs> you know uh, <laughs> So, because I because I worked on innovation like that side, like I a lot of a lot of my stuff. Like if you Google me, like you won't see a lot of my work because I can't really necessarily have a website unless it's come on the market. But a lot of the work that I've done, I can't really show either because it's right. like it's still very. It's like yeah. the sketches behind what it was, or yeah. you know. If only your products could like do a <laughs> DNA test and find you someday. <laughs> yeah. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But but I but that's but I chose to go that path, um, you know, and it's fun, um, kind of being like on the cusp of something new or, or potentially new, and not really knowing like what it could be or where it could go. Yeah, yeah. that's so, one of my favorite parts too, is like yeah. the idea phase. Like, oh yeah. What what if? Yeah. So was that a typical project? There was like a company is like, we made this technology in our lab, and we don't really know how to commoditize it. I mean, sometimes, but then they also had like, and then it was also in a lot of ways like almost how a traditional consultancy would be. Yeah. But it would, but it was more based on just like cool design was also like behind like the strategy of how we'll launch it or the strategy behind like like what how much money we could project if you sell this much. So it was like a, there was a it was a very holistic approach. It was the business side and then also the design side. Yeah. Um, because I think like that's something as creatives like you kind of also need the business side yeah. to kind of base it in reality a little bit. It's yeah. like they based it in reality, so it wasn't just like lofty magic. Like yeah. it was there was something behind it. Um, yeah. But then, but then um, from there, I ended up at Quirky where I met you. Yeah. And the reason why I moved there was because I wanted to make things in real time, like. Real, mm. real time. Okay. Yeah. And not just like, because I'd already done the traditional consultancy where you're making things and like you are working in engineers and like working out the fabrics and stuff. But like I wanted to have like full control. Yeah. And I always call that place like Design Mecca. Like it it was, how do you, did you ever get a chance to go in there? I, I never worked with Quirky, although I did, I do remember it being a hot thing back in the it day. It was so yeah. fun. I mean, to this, like I love all of my jobs, but like that one in particular, like was just it was a really cool place to be. Yeah. Um. Ben. Ben. Ben was also like one of probably been like one of the biggest insp like inspirations and like just he's an awesome guy to work with and I feel like he he kind of empowers you to like he if he you know he believes in you and you're like yeah I can do this and like you can do it and you have you had the ability to do it and like he gave you the tools to do it to be creative to like make new things and he they, him and his wife like hired really smart people like the team was probably like what I mean it was a huge a huge team but they had everything you needed they had a wood shop and yeah and the shop was incredible <laughs> it's insane because I I feel like you know that's not that's not something that you necessarily find in your first design job no. out of college is like, you got oh, lucky. they have a full <laughs> shop. Like they have 3D printers. 
I remember using that laser cutter like James. every single day. Were you a laser cutter boy? I, I was like, there's crust on my sandwich to the laser cutter. <laughs> no, I, but I like, I did so many models there. Um, but yeah, it was like such an amazing place where like as, as somebody who was coming from school and like knew what I needed to work on, it was like, oh, I can like, it sounds like similar to Evo. It's like, there are people here that are going to, that like, are uh inspired by the enthusiasm that mm -hmm. i have to like want to learn things and they're like wanting to teach me yeah and so it was it was, it was amazing also we had deadlines and we needed you to have the skills oh like, yeah it was also Girl, like he is not good <laughs> enough no it was because at the time i think we had to like launch like you to launch two products a week or something and, oh wow okay. and it was like it was just concept phase but it but it it was again like the whole photo department everybody got behind it they would like i mean it was a big deal so if you if it was your product or that week to like produce like you, i mean you basically had to produce something every other week because like if the, when i first started i think it was almost every week and then we started growing the team yeah um but it was a it was a lot i think i mean it might have actually increased up higher but you had to produce so if there was there was like no weak link like everyone had to be strong <laughs> <laughs> it was like survivor no um but you you very quickly had to get people to a, a, a new level and like that was one thing too i was very honest um when i had interviewed with them that i think they i'd show them i went in with my printed portfolio yeah <laughs> <laughs> um actually i might well i think you're like I these think. in these 26 <laughs> volumes you can get my entire portfolio no i i actually say i think actually for this one i didn't go in with my printed portfolio i had gone in with an ipad and then i did go in this is one one little piece of advice that i will say is they always want to see more right mm -hmm. your portfolio should be your curated very filtered like like nice projects it does you don't have to have a million you just need to have like very i think well curated for the client type of work and then when they're if you get in and you're they're meeting with you and they ask to see more i always go in with like one or two binders i mm -hmm. usually go with a sketchbook and then i go in with another project book like a, a i have a whole like binder like giant binder of all my projects that i've kept over the yeah. years and like um and so you can kind of go through that That's and good. It, that helped me and it was really cool because Nikki Kaufman actually interviewed uh, interviewed me for that and I always say a joke with her too I'm like you were the hardest interview I ever had because she was rapid fire and you so you didn't have time to think you had to just respond mm. and I remember being like what's your least favorite design and I was like like in my portfolio and I like flipped to that binder and I was like it's right here <laughs> that's, that's a that's a targeted question there yeah. what is your least favorite design out of your portfolio like oh my gosh that's already like setting it up for like oh man yeah but do you want to know why, why I, I ended up going with the one i went with because it was just it was like the idea like it was over designed complicated mm. crap but yeah. that was just there was no reason why it, it, they actually manufactured not that it was it wasn't for me i was not something i wanted but it was like the consultancy world were like here it is design this and i was like oh and you design it and yeah. it's, like, it's yeah. like the infomercial of oh we yeah we've <laughs> talked about it before we've all had to do those projects but too. that but that is pretty interesting because I I also for like interviews have brought along a sketchbook for my for my um, internship at Quirky and I was interviewed by Kate Ballin yeah she and, loved your work uh, Jess oh I, she she left right before we both started yeah um I don't remember her last name but 
uh, I brought a sketchbook with me because I felt like I need to just like show that I'm like sketching all the time mm-hmm. and, and things like that. I think that's, that's like a good piece of advice for like students. And now like sending an Instagram link is also like a yeah. really great way of yeah. like, Hey, I like do all this in my spare time. Mm-hmm. And well, and that was, so when I was at quirky, I was the design director there and a lot of it is also hiring and a big part of that was looking through a lot of portfolios. And um, if it got down to the point that we were actually like, I mean, it's funny, like the resume I would look at, I would make sure that, you know, degree or not doesn't really matter to me. It was more like, can you write a sentence and there's no typos? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I didn't know you were a grammar hammer. (laughs) I was the editor of the high school yearbook. Oh, (laughs) you left that out of your bio. I know. but I, like, I just feel like work ethic wise, like, or like when you're dealing with clients and writing emails, like that's important. Yeah. And so it's also about presentation. Um, I'll get back. I have a little side note. One time we worked with a client and we was, it was somebody that unfortunately on our team that um, wrote the client's name wrong and all of the posters. Oh no. <laughs> and we didn't realize that at the very end of the presentation, like the, the client was like, you realize you spelled our company name wrong. So that was a big no-no. Oh, that's, that's bad. Yeah. Oh, but that's yeah. bad. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like, that, those those are the things because, like, it's a team, right? Yeah. So, like, you have to make sure that 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 doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's the resume. Spell check your resume. And my biggest advice to anyone, because I've seen some really good ones and really bad ones, and I don't know why. You can Google how to write a good resume. Like, just Google how to write a good resume. Yeah. And you, at least the structure will be there. Cover letters are great. I love a cover letter and I loved a resume and then but really what mo- mattered most um, I would actually look at the portfolio first for and sure if you and then if the work was good then I'd go to the other steps mm. but the portfolio had to be amazing and then if I really liked you um, and it was before I met you I would actually try to g- google you Facebook Instagram like to see who you were oh so yeah I mean that's the thing is like you know the like people want to work with people that they're gonna want to also like hang out with yeah it's uh, like it's kind of i don't know if that's an unfortunate truth but it's like don't you want to work with people that you'll enjoy working with (laughs) eight eight hours a day man yeah Yeah. a lot of time like that locked in a room together uh, when it comes to grammar we might have to send you the 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 blurb for this podcast before we put it out oh i'm terrible at grammar (laughs) i'm so thankful that my wife is in pr because she's just like amazing at that and i i get those i get those emails and it's like hey nick you know allison says this and change change this edit yeah yeah. like all of my emails should are essentially sketch underlays (laughs) like i don't know how to uh, grammar you know no i mean well it's funny you forget a lot though i will say i remember like it's like spanish i like took spanish all the way from first all the way to like high school and I could get around when I was in Mexico. It was great. And now if I were to go, I would totally forgot it all, which is so sad. Yeah. I feel like same. It's like the further I get away from high school English, the further mm. away I, my grammar is correct. So. Yeah. But it's still important. <laughs> like, <laughs> I am curious because like, you know, quirky. I mean, for, for me, it was like, oh, my gosh, this is this is like crazy. This is this place is intense. Because the very first week that we were there, we did this like 24 hour project where we stayed up all night. Oh, wait, I have something for you. (laughs) 
Oh, this is for you. Okay, we're opening up something. This is a nice little segue to that. Oh, no. Oh, James is opening up. It's in red tissue paper here. I think It's a little gift I got him. I think this is... I think he knows. I think I know what it is. It's a photo? This is... This is a photo of me at like hour twenty-three yep. of the of the marathon. You are not awake. Um, I am not awake. So, I, so this is a twenty-four hour um, Apple iPhone challenge that we had to do at Quirky. Oh it was our God. first week there, um, <laughs> and it was probably the it was a Thursday. So we'd already been there for four like three four days. We went on Thursday, and um, we had twenty-four hours to design well first of all in like invent like design and then build in 3d like manufacture ready and then basically like press go and ha- get, start getting it made in china because we had a um we had a deal with verizon to get these in the stores mm. and so everyone everyone had to deliver so like and the whole design team and so um there was a few of us that did the entire 24 hours which you were one of them i think myself i think i actually fell asleep on the couch at some point yeah but there was like you me adam pascal and maybe a couple other designers that were there all night yeah um and so yeah james i sat next to james this sounds crazy and (laughs) and he was literally this one isn't the photo but he literally has a there is a photo somewhere i couldn't find it where he is at one point holding his (laughs) eye open and sleeping i am not kidding you so i hope this goes in your your home in la yes absolutely no that was i mean it was so much fun but it was like this is crazy like i feel like this, you know, I had watched Project Runway, yeah. and so I was like, "This is like Project Runway. Yeah. This is some crazy challenge." But for <clears throat> you, was it was it was it as crazy for you? Like, had you had these intense experiences? Um, so, yes, but not intentional. Like, it wasn't yeah. like twenty four hour sprint. Let's do it. It was. We have a deadline, and it has to get done. And who else is going to do it? Yeah, and so. Um, and a lot of times that might have just been like, you know, sometimes projects take a little bit longer, but it has to meet, you have to get the deadline done. So like, you're going to work all hours, like, you know, we've all done it. Right. So yes, like I've, I think I'm not going to say what client or what company, but like there were some clients that I worked with where it was just ridiculous. So like you didn't sleep. It was around the clock. I remember at one point my husband had to take my phone from me at dinner and he'd be like, no more. Cause like you, you were just always on call. Yeah. Oh so, gosh. so I was used to this because that was kind of like my, like a little bit of my career. Um, that was used, <laughs> but I was also trying to like realize like this is an unhealthy balance. Mm. Um, and so I loved quirky for that energy because I think like it is something that as a designer, you will have to do because you at some point because you do have these crazy deadlines. But I think the better you get at managing your projects, the better you get at like creating realistic deadlines for you where you don't have to do that. Because I yeah. think it's really healthy to have the work life balance. For sure. Um, this one was more fun. It was intentional. Like we were all in on it. It wasn't yeah. because th- it was miscommunication and like people right. weren't getting their shit done. It was like a fun. It was a hype of the company. Like yeah. let's do this together and like make something fast. Yeah. And that one was cool. Like I think. The cool, my favorite thing about, one of my favorite things about Quirky too is like we weren't just making designs for like anyone to get rich. It was like these people, anyone in the world could submit ideas and then we were voting on the ones that we thought were the best that had potential. And then, I mean, it ultimately ended, ended up being the demise of us, but taking on the risk um, mm-hmm. and building it ourselves 
um, and then trying to bring it to market, and then they would get a kickback of like whatever like the profits were. Right. Yeah. So like that was also part of it. it was cool. It was like I'm working really hard, not just for me or for a client, but like for someone that actually had mm. like wanted to make this possible. So that's interesting. Now, you also moved up at Quirky to a director level, correct? Oh yeah. Do you ever hear the story about this one? I don't know if I have. Okay, so this one's like really cool, but it's also it's very sweet. Um, so when I when I was hired there, I was a senior designer, and um, I got pregnant, <laughs> and um, which I I'm married. I was like ready for. I was right. trying to get pregnant. <laughs> That's um, <laughs> just what happens when you're a senior designer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh no! What? <laughs> but I had been there for a couple years, and um, I you know I was having my first son, and and um, I loved my job and i wanted them to know that i was coming back and i was serious about coming back and that like you know this like just because i'm going to be a mom doesn't mean like i'm not going to be committed to them like because there's you know there's all those stigmas of like right. whatever that's a whole nother podcast but um um so i you know i had a couple of meetings just being like i'm coming back i'm coming back and not and not that the I think it was my own like insecurity. Like no one ever made me feel like I wasn't gonna have a job. Like they, like mm. legally they have to, but like I was just worried. Came back the literally the day I came back from maternity leave after like I was gone for I think um, a few months. Um, I get pulled aside by my buddy Varesh Chopra, who um, again is somebody I'll talk about. Um, but he's like basically wherever he goes, I've always worked with at whatever company. I love this guy. Pulls me aside and he goes so. Ben Kaufman's making a huge announcement in a couple hours. <laughs> he's like, you got promoted. Do you want the job? This is your new title with design director. And he's like, and we also want you to be the lead of, um, of we were going to start doing Powered by Quirky teams, like where we were going to consult with larger companies and I would do all the the pitches. And, um, and he's like, you don't have to decide right away, but you kind of have to decide within like three hours. <laughs> <laughs> And so, so it, it was really cool because I had come back so worried, like I'm gone, like I like I haven't been here, right. present, and I'm. It's hard for me to like. It's I lo like it's like designing is part of me. Like it's like a hobby. It's my passion. It's like you can't stop thinking about it. So I walk in those doors and I heard that. Of course, like you're almost gonna like. Well, thank you. I mean, like yes, of course I'm gonna take this job, and it was awesome because I felt like at that point I was a design director. Um, it was myself and then this guy David Sutton, and we split the roles because um, it was we just were producing way too many things that we had to have multiple teams. Mm. And him and I worked so well together. Like, you know, where my weaknesses were, were his strengths, and vice versa. And it was just like a really cool um, team to be a part of with him. And I loved our designers, like that we were working with. Like they were all just so talented. Um, and then, and then on top of that, like having to run like the powered by quirky stuff. Um, what I was doing there was, you would get these ideas that would come in, and um, they started doing. They started. I think one of them was like I'm trying to think. Of, it was like a Home Depot one, maybe. There was a couple clients in particular before. This was before they um, went under, but. They, they would come to us and say, hey, we want to use your platform to um, make new new products. Like, this is what we're thinking. So we put like a brief to the community and then they would submit their ideas. And mm. then we would sit together as a designers and go through the, our favorite ones. And then we would, be, you know, they would come in and like, some of them were like really, really good ideas. Like maybe they had a prototype or maybe there was a sketch, but some of them were like really not that great. And so we were just trying to make them look cohesive so that when people like the client was looking at the ideas, they weren't looking at them from like 
the way it was submitted. They're looking at right. it from like a uniform. So we would do all the sketches with like a quick, um, like brief about it. And then, and then, like, put it in this giant book. Like, it was an oversized giant book again. I'm, I'm digging the physical books here. Because, <laughs> like, and then we also did digital. But it was, like, cool because, like, you would hand the client this. I mean, I'm not talking about the book. It was, like, this size book. Like, can they see that? <laughs> and it was three feet by three feet, you know. And what we did was, as a team, we would lock ourselves into, like, one of our giant conference rooms. And we would just sketch and jam on it together. Um, and everyone was responsible with, like, for so many to produce and um and then but we all kind of had like similar styles of sketching and then you just put it in the book and it was great and it was really fun to do that as well and then from there like the client would say like we like this one this one this one and then we'd start making it so um that was kind of the, but yeah so it was it was a really cool way to come back from maternity leave and that's awesome be that's given a, that responsibility yeah. was there any like key things you learned from moving from a desire level to a director level i mean that's a it seems like your roles are going to change your yeah. uh, responsibilities. Yeah, I would say um, you didn't have to, like, so you didn't have to, you had to be able, okay, so I guess one thing about, like, a little fun fact about me um, was that I always needed to know, like, like I was always like, what's the, what's the next project? What's, so I was always kind of already scheduling stuff out. Um, so I went from, like, scheduling my own things out to, like, scheduling everybody else's uh, out okay. so like i was project managing myself and like being like oh i have like four projects coming up okay i can do like two on this day whatever on this day and so and i was physically designing it where like when i was design directing i would take on like a couple that i could like handle but then on, but then i was also overseeing everything else so right. like my responsibility like designing wasn't as much but I also like didn't want to give it up completely because I still like to be immersed in design. Um, but yeah, I think I think the one thing that I would say is like I was kind of and I was known as like um, getting in the trenches with my, my team. So like if there was a deadline, like if there was some, I wasn't just gonna like walk away just because I didn't I physically didn't have to do it. Like I was making sure that like we needed to do it together as right. a team. Um, yeah, I I think it was less. You know, I knew a lot more of like what products were probably going to be coming up. It was a lot more about managing and then why we were managing things a certain way. Um, a lot more like interviewing, um, making sure we had a strong team. But it in um, and also knowing the realizing that the the people that were like on your team were doing the right projects that mm. were made sense for them. Mm. So it was just kind of managing people and and making sure that they were one happy with what they were doing and. I think trying to push them to their potential. Um, I, you know, I, I liked, I liked, obviously liked, like working with people um, and helping them get to where they wanted to be. So like if I was working with someone and, and they weren't feeling a certain project, I was like, okay, we'll get this done. But like, what's something you want to do? And that mm -hmm. was kind of like yeah, that's really awesome. fun, yeah. I think. Because you want, if you're there every day, you want someone to be happy. You don't want to like, and you also want to make sure it's a good fit for them. For sure. For yeah. Sure. But, but one thing that you... Uh, like so again just having the experience of working for you like i i remember after that first day of like doing the target stuff like i was walking back to my desk and like you were like giving other people and myself like notes on like what i needed to improve on and i was like 
Oh god! Like that was that moment where I was like, "That's a little I'm out of here." That's a little like, but but no, it was it was like you know because obviously you want people you that me, didn't you, you want be, no <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. no I was like I want like I want her to like to see that like I am going to like try harder and do all because that is like I think that that's also an essential thing of a manager is like not only that they're like making sure you're okay but yeah like that they are also pushing you because yeah. Like, yeah. you don't just want to be kept in your comfort zone yeah well that that was one thing too is i think maybe i should have said that too is like um i mean it's a you're not going to know everything right like it's just it's there's no way and so you kind of if and as and as i got to the title like i, mean, I had a lot of a lot more years under my belt than a lot of people that i've been working with so it's like you just have to use the knowledge that I I think like you almost like take for granted, but like mm-hmm. oh wait they haven't even learned that yet, mm-hmm. and so making sure that you can just tell someone that little trick or whatever, yeah. Um, and then and giving them the advice so that they can grow, um, and I think people and I liked working with people that were willing to take the advice because sometimes people weren't, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, like it, it's I wanted I didn't want. It wasn't like it wasn't just going to give people projects and just like go away and have fun. And like (laughs) it was like you had to like grow from it and making sure. And I also learned a lot from people, too. Like there were some designers that were like so I mean, there were just certain certain designers in particular I can think of that were just like so great at like a certain technique or like a skill in the shop or whatever. And it's like, you know, I think it would get boring if you weren't learning. Right. Right. So it was that was really the the cool part. Yeah. Yeah. did I say, and that was the one thing too, that I think when I started, I told them that I wasn't really fast at um, 3D yet, because remember I just learned it, and so mm-hmm. like, like they, I, I was learning 3D, I remember my first week, I was so slow, and then by like one month in, because I had made so much stuff, I was like, really fucking fast, you yeah, know? Yeah. So, but it was just, I was very honest in my interview, I said, listen, like, I know the basics, but I'll do anything I can to like, produce for you so like that means i put in extra hours at night like i did i would like just practice and i did it and then the skill came up and it became if for a while it actually would just 3d before i'd even sketch because we worked so quickly you didn't even need i i didn't need to sketch for a lot of the stuff at that point because i could just like build it right yeah so like that became a faster tool for me Mm, that's interesting Mm -hmm. so julia maybe you know kind of how did you transition from quirky and you're doing your own thing now. Yeah. And so I'm kind of interested in that. I mean, making the leap to do your own thing is always scary. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so I kind of want to hear that story. Yeah. So um, I think it got to a point where um, I wanted I, I wanted to have a little bit more control of my hours and my time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when you become a parent, like your time becomes very important. And so... I wanted to make sure that every project I was working on, if I if I was freelance, was one that I really wanted to do. Mm. And so I I kind of I left to start my own thing and kind of to see what would come of it. Um, and it, it's been real. It's been fun. Um, I feel like I I have a nice work life balance. Um, I was also moving to Connecticut, which is part of the reason why I was leaving as well. Like left working, and so I was freelancing. I freelance now from Connecticut, but most of my clients are still here. Um, and so I can do a lot of things there, um, which is nice. Um, but I think I, I'm at the, you're going to like the, I'm at this weird crossroads in my career though, where like, I, I love freelancing, 
and I'm oh, I've been freelancing the last four years on the innovation side. Um, but you know, you do miss like making tangible things. Right. Mm. Um, but the reason ultimately why I did it though, is like I wanted to be more on just like, I wanted to work with a larger range of clients and then the, t- the people I've met with over the years I liked working with. So they've kind of brought me back in. And so I am now able to kind of, um, just, um, work with friends <laughs> and, yeah. um, and it's been, uh, it's been, I don't know. It's been fun. Like I, I can't, I don't know. I'm trying to like, yeah, that, I, that's I don't awesome. know if this is like, I don't know if that even answered the question, but well, well, I mean, I think it's just interesting to see. I mean, we were kind of talking earlier about the quirky 24 hour sprint. And then I know that you are also now conducting sprints for clients. Yes. So yeah, so that's, yeah, that's not good. good. So this is the thing. So then I, when I decided to go freelance, um, I was thinking I would be doing more like physical product design, yeah, right? Yeah, traditional industrial, yeah. But everyone that knows me is like, I do, I'm an idea person. <laughs> and I'm also really fast at sketching and yeah. I'm also really fast at the other skills. And so, and I like working with people. So I was asked um, by um, like Ben Kaufman again, who then moved from Quirky to BuzzFeed um, to start working on these projects called sprints. And so those are really cool. Those are about, it's, it's, a client will essentially go to BuzzFeed, almost on the consultancy basis side, and, and say, hey, we need, like, a perfect example was, like, a jet came came to them and was like, we need a new game idea. Mm. And so they're like, what can we make? And we want it to be for millennials. And BuzzFeed knows millennials, so, like, who's a, they're the perfect company to make it. Right. And now, for a second, like, can we pause for a second? Because BuzzFeed yeah. is <laughs> an internet blog, yeah. correct? Yeah. It's, and now they're diving into product spaces? So they have a, a department called Product Labs. Okay. And it made a lot of sense because, like, it had, like, again, like, they understand that certain population of people and right. how people and how millennials consume products because they know them. Right. Yeah. And so, and they also have that platform and they can access those people. So they were, so um, BuzzFeed. Yes, that opened up a, a like a wing of their company to start making products for these companies, and they were in because Ben was the CMO there. He brought in a lot of his old quirky crew that yeah. he worked with, and I was one of them. And it was really fun. The first one I walked into, it was like it felt like I was home, like back at Quirky. It was just like all my favorite people and all my favorite pe- like faces. And we were there with the client, and they the coolest part though now is like you're not just with the designers, you're also with like doctors or experts like just like they would pull in people like fly them like from overseas to like be in this like one week sprint and so the whole idea of a sprint is that it's five days and it can vary like three to maybe seven but usually five days the first day is just like first two days it's just massive brainstorming and you get like it's almost like survivor though like so you get like the <laughs> like the 50 people are are all in the room and you get kind of four different groups and i i usually work as a facilitator along with like three other people and you just people just keep talking at you and you kind of help curate like what the conversation is going and like write down your favorite ideas and like kind of get the little nuggets that are being out there and then create um a pitch by the end of the day they vote on it like a panel almost and and then from there like the usually the top five ideas from that day will then go into the next day Mm. and then from there you'll flesh it out a little bit more and then hopefully by the end of the day you get like 
at least one to three ideas on day two so that you can work the next three days on. But the coolest part about this is then, so then all these fit people leave, right? So now right. you have, you're down to like just the workers and you just like throw down. And it doesn't matter like what level you were at, like what title you had, everyone's doing the work. And you're sitting next to someone that like, like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a retail designer, but I had to do retail. You know, it was like one of the, you're just throwing in whatever right, you yeah. can contribute. Yeah, yeah. And um, you will get like, our whole thing was by the pitch day, we wanted to have like a video, pr- working prototype and some, some capability, um, a pitch and some, and, and, and then like a fully fledged like business proposal. So you guys had to have a working prototype by day five. Mm-hmm. Oh man, this is. And we did it every time. It was so cool. I wish like, and I there's some that you can actually um, that, that are on the market where like you could actually like I I'll yeah like send what, you the links what's to a, stuff. What's a good example? Or there was know? one for lunarly like that one is, re, like it was really funny because when it first lunar was, lunarly lunarly, okay. lunarly um is if you Google I think it's like lunarly.com okay. um the whole idea is that it's a subscription plant based service service mm. based on um like affirmations and the um the astronomy and like the calendar Mm. and so it for it sounded so silly like if you're not in the millennial like like you know you remember when somebody (laughs) pitched it in the room and everyone was like this is this is what and then and then we started like really researching like what is going on like what's the trend and like yeah affirmations are like a real thing and Mm. then like there was a need for this which I think like it just sounded so silly, but then we started actually really deep dive, um, diving deeper into this like whole concept, and we're like, yeah, like people want this, and they it's it still exists. I mean, it's a yeah. it's a, something that you can buy. It's like, do you know what affirmations are, Nick? <laughs> uh, is this astrology? No, no, this is, this is more like like you can you, you can yourself. get like yeah, like you can get. Um, I don't remember Fortune if it's on like Spotify or Pandora, but like you can you can look up affirmations for your like specific career, and it's like I will do good design work today. Like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like a voice, like oh, it's like you put of, in a headphone. Yeah. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I've, I've heard of this. I. So if there's like affirmations and intentions, like be like intention. So an intention was like you wanted to think more positive positively mm-hmm. um, for the year or whatever, and you okay. like yeah. and so like the whole business model is a about this thing like right. this trend and the coolest thing about the like this concept though there was this one i can't remember her name but there was this one woman in the room who really fought for this idea and like we were all like we, we had moved on to something else yeah but she just was like no i'm telling you this is it <laughs> and there it, it got to a point where like we're like okay like I, she was so passionate like she convinced us and we're like all right we're gonna we're gonna take this on and we're gonna Spend three days on this. That's good. Yeah, that's and that's good. the one that actually went to wow. market. But it's, so it just also like shows like if you're really passionate and like and you can get people to believe in you. And yeah. if she had if she had just like zipped her like zipped her mouth and didn't say anything, we wouldn't ever have gone that route. And that was like one that like, you know, it, we're it was pretty cool. We're pretty proud of. Yeah. Um, there was another one from Maybelline where they wanted to launch something on Prime Day, and so that one was we weren't producing any products they already made but it was how do you like bundle them mm. on amazon mm. um we've done ones for um walmart sam's club um uh, miracle grow um like the one for jet was like a 
like the board game, which is Social Suicide, which is um, that one itself was an interesting <laughs> was one. It, is it kind of like a Cards Against Humanity? Type yeah, okay. yeah. But it was like it was blowing up your perfectly curated life. Yeah, interesting. So you can get that one on Amazon. Wait, is it a board game where it's like you have to post this thing yeah. on Instagram? Or yeah, oh, or text man. or <laughs> yeah. It's like it's. I mean, it's actually like a pretty. I mean, playing this game was really funny. So that that sprint was really fun because we got to play games for right. a week yeah. and create games. Um, the ones that I had um, worked on um, didn't go anywhere, but the the one that that one that one was like pitched by someone, and then what happens when you pitch and you spend the next three days on that? So yeah. like. You know that when that when when the guy pitched them, I'm like, that's a no brainer. Like that's just so funny and disruptive. Like yeah. of course, yeah. Like yeah. why wouldn't we do that? Now, these these types of sprints were these were these new to you? Like the way that they were doing them at BuzzFeed, or was this something that you were familiar with? So again, you know, it kind of it's so funny. I guess like my path has kind of led me to this because I feel like at. Um, like Evo, I was learning how to present to clients and build the relationships, right? And I knew products really well and brands. At Fahrenheit, I was learning how to like ideate and brainstorm very quickly and how to present in like a, a full package, not just the design, but also the business side, you know? And then when you got to Quirky, we were doing those like product, um, the the powered by Quirky pitches to mm-hmm. these larger clients that we, they were, we were kind of moving to these like faster week long things. And so, I think like they were getting like shorter timelines. And so when we started doing, so I, I wasn't completely new cause I feel like we were, I was kind of already sort of doing them, but the way that they were doing it was, um, it was, it's not like a new idea. I feel like it exists, but it was like, they, they had, we had kind of like perfected it as a team because at first when you, the first, I remember the first couple ones are a little rough, not that because like they weren't, we weren't good at it. It was just because you're learning the people, mm-hmm. but then you start to realize what people you like to work with on these sprints and then like, and how you, and who's responsible for what. And so it's almost like, you know, it's like a band, right? The more practice you get better, right. the better mu- the music gets. Mm-hmm. And so that's how it was. Like the first couple of months, you're like, Oh, it's like when you freelance, you walk into a room and you're like, I don't, my computer doesn't feel right on this table, <laughs> but then you get used to it. And so, um, it went from like, kind of massaging what the process was and you know um it was it's amazing and so like you know jake bronstein was the guy that kind of ran the ones at um buzzfeed and he would bring in like the crew that he wanted to work with and then a lot of times when it came to like the creative side he would ask me or like other friends of mine that we were were in and he's like who you wanted to work with and like we would just kind of like throw in all of our friends names so you were kind of like playing like playing with your friends for a week which was great and um, like my two like my dream team is like I like uh, Carkeho. I don't know if you know him at all, but he mm-hmm. I worked with him at Fahrenheit, Fahrenheit Quirky, and and then these sprints. He's like in all of them with me, and then Jeremy Perez as well. He's on them as well. Um, and like Jeremy's branding, Carkey's graphics, I'm design, and then there's also like David Mitchell who does like the video. Ben Machado is another guy that does the animations. Yeah. Um, Scott Shepard does the 3D or the packaging. Yeah. And then yeah, so. <laughs> I I also it's it like is the Avengers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bringing in yeah. a whole team here of people. I I think maybe just to jump off that, you know, we asked our listeners, you know, who who do you want to hear on the podcast? And a lot of people were saying, hey, we want to hear designers who aren't necessarily have a big web presence mm-hmm. and you you know you I'm have not. amazing work <laughs> but a lot of your stuff is not online yeah and so i'm just kind of curious what your thoughts are on that and like 
Yeah. A lot of your work comes from connections. So yeah, yeah. So um, it is. I would say it's like it's a a nice thing. It's like a little mysterious, but yeah. it's also um, it's intentional as of now because um, I. I was very fortunate when I was in the city to have to make a lot of connections, and a lot of friends. And so I, I'm working on projects right now as a freelancer with people that I know. Um, and so that's kind of intentional that my work isn't out there so that like I'm kind of working with one people. I want to spend my time with people that I want to work with. Right. And so they also know my work. And then it also forces people if they're really interested in meeting me they need, need to physically reach out and then like if they want to see my work i will send them stuff or i will go to a meeting and show them stuff um so it kind of gets me in a room sometimes hmm. it's almost like an exclusivity type of thing yeah. <laughs> i mean yes i mean you, you have just like a matte black like <laughs> nothing on it card no, that just gets you i think like this is the sprint card <laughs> but like i'll have people like i have you know again my and my also my um it's it's the same like it's the same thing like when I work on stuff with my husband who's a he's a photographer too like you get clients that like reach out to you that just want to see your portfolio for their specific needs mm. so I get a client that reaches out to me that will be like hey have you ever done something in in the food area I'm like yeah sure and I'll like get get all my projects I've worked on and just send it to them. Um, should I have a website? I I would say I probably should have a website. Like I I mean, <laughs> I do think it is weird that I don't have one. Um, but I haven't, and it, I, I I will probably make one in the next year or two. Yeah. I just haven't needed to yet. Yeah, didn't make sense. I mean, I mean I I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I'm just kind of curious. I just I would advise against it because as soon as you do, it will shut down the internet. Every industrial <laughs> no. designer would be like, "We're out of jobs." What? We're out of no, jobs. no, 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 no. <laughs> this is no. Where has this person been hiding? No. Uh, no, I. It is weird. I. It's that's the thing that's really funny, and that's why I was kind of saying when you asked me initially about transitioning as a freelancer. Part of it is I don't know how to present myself yet. I have a couple mm. of things I might. Not that I, like, I know, because I, I want to make sure that my next move, I've been doing this now for four years, my next move is something strategic in a path that I want to take. Mm, okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, like yeah. showing the work you, you want to keep doing. Yeah, yeah, and so I'm, there's a couple things that I'm, like, this year, um, I'm, I'm doing a lot of collaborations right now. Um, like, guys, my husband owns a photo studio, um, and so we're getting a, um, a bolt robotic arm and then also a phantom camera and so we're going to start actually making like visual more visual arts and like the reason why i'm really interested in that is because i understand the other side of like how to market products because as an industrial designer like i i think like i like an object i'm like ah oh, like i would want to show it this way you know right so it's kind of like gonna be fun making someone else's work look sexy mm -hmm. and like so visually, I, I'm going to be able to hopefully like create things with him that like we've always wanted to make visually. Yeah. Um, so and I'm working with like a team of people that um, that we're bringing on. Like we actually have a meeting tomorrow about like what are things we want to do because you know this is a whole new thing for us. Um, but then on top of that, I've also been talking about people about maybe just doing the whole like you know you know pitch approach like like. Um, sprints like that would be a great avenue for me to go into because it's something i really do enjoy mm -hmm. and it's like but but it's you're all in and like you need to sleep for like a week afterwards that's the one <laughs> yeah, thing yeah that's what i was gonna <laughs> ask you about with the sprints yeah. is like how you don't do it like back to back no. to back i so i remember one time i had to write a contract someone asked me they're like so if you were to like 
would you ever do this full time? Like they wanted to like see like what, what I was willing to do before that and you know this is like not like a like there's a couple ways you either build a you either build a team or you just do it and you have to have like one week on and like one week off or two weeks off because like you need to sleep because you're really all in um and it is like a marathon but that's something that like i think i'd toy around with and then there's also part of me that like this isn't a like the like the i think like the the artist side of it's like you just want to go back to being like a maker and just like get dirty and like make things again yeah. but I'm like I don't know if that's just the hobby and then the other things what so that's where I'm kind of at in the crossroads of like my career where I'm kind of like toying around with stuff because it's, it is fun yeah I have a lot of freedom in that realm but I want to make sure that the next path is like yeah so that's why the website really isn't there yet too is because I'm kind of just figuring out what I want to present myself yeah. as. yeah what do you what do you think are like obviously you see advantages to sprints and I'd be interested to like hear what you think like maybe the advantages and disadvantages are like can every project be a sprint or is it very like case specific um yeah I mean I've done sprints for companies where they wanted a new platform like they wanted to just I mean honestly it was just the the funny thing about this one in particular, I can't really talk about the details, but um, I was there as an a brainstormer ideator, but the people that were in the room that like the the client like the actual two people like there was two companies merging together, we just needed them to get together and give them the, like the platform to brainstorm together, and honestly like I just helped like facilitate them to like make sure that they're getting t- in a solid direction. So mm. it was just like marrying the two companies, hmm. getting them in a room together to make quick decisions so that they could go work on that for the next like three to six months and build it. Mm. Um, so it, so what I like about a sprint is that it makes people on a team or wherever like make decisions quickly that might take them months, a right. year. And then, but you have, and you all, because you're all in the room, you are, you're, you're aligned and everyone has the same goal. Like you have to get something done. You have to produce. Yeah. So someone has to do it. So that's, that it's in regards to time. I feel like I was like, I'm not wasting my time. Like I'm in there. Like we're, it's like, you're like just fully, you're fully in to like get results and then see where it goes. And like, that's the one thing is like, we've done so many of these sprints now and like to see them hit the market, you're like, that one's cool. Like that, you know, and sometimes, um, they'll they'll present your work like literally as it was like on that sprint Mm. and then sometimes they will take it and you know change it a little bit yeah so it's pretty cool like there's one that's coming out hopefully like they're still working on it but like what we initially presented like they're still doing that concept um i think tooth or dare came out Mm. that one was um for a sprint or for they wanted to create um uh, toothbrush habits for children and so that the whole sprint idea was a different concept for that one but like they that one i was i have two little kids so i was like well i i make brushing my teeth you know fun for them so like we created like a card game that they would do for i think 30 days and it was like funny things like wear a funny hat while you're brushing your teeth or like um stand on one foot while you're brushing you know yeah. do it for a minute right. but like that simple little idea and they thought it was so cute and so fun and like they took they that's the company like loved it and they just like went with it that's awesome. it was png actually for that yeah. one yeah so. that's really cool tooth or dare yeah <laughs> but i will say this like this is another thing that's really funny though is like as a designer i think you work your you work so hard to get like 
you you want to like get your stuff on the market and like you want to like be you want you want to have like the best designs and like be able right. to build these things and get it to manufacturing. Um, but what I'm doing now, which I think is like really at like the pitches, but then at night sometimes I get like phone calls every once in a while and they're like, hey, can you um we have like 20 ideas. Can you just sketch the ideas for them and like send them to me? And I'm like, those are some of the nice, the, the most relaxing jobs. <laughs> so like the kids go to bed and I just sit there and I'm like on my iPad just sketching and it's like, oh, like this is really fun. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so it's, it's, that's also kind of a cool part about like freelancing is that I can kind of, cause I wasn't sketching when I was design directing and like, like that, you know, like, yeah. like, I mean, it was somewhat, somewhat, but I was more managing making sure everything was getting together yeah so it kind of made me kind of go back to my roots of just sketching and ideating yeah Yeah. no that's awesome one one thing that we've we've talked about with a couple of our guests who have kids like you know i i'm a married man i (laughs) i'm intending to start a family um and just like this whole idea of like the you know the work-life balance and it's hard i'm i'm sure and i'm just curious like how how you have navigated Done those it. waters. Yeah, I mean, if I always say to my friends that, like, it's funny because I unfortunately didn't have a very good work life balance when I was working full time. Mm-hmm. And I'll be, that's like full, and that's not anything on the company. It was just my personality. Like, I was just one of that, one of those people that, like, I was all in. You know, and then if there was someone still working, like I said, I was in the trenches. Like I'm, gonna, if they're having a hard time, I'm gonna sit there and work with them. So like, I I was, I didn't know how to like turn it off. I should have just turned it off and like gone home, but I didn't. Like I was like, I really wanted to be there with my team, so I I needed to find something that better fit me, which is what I'm doing now. And so um, it it was quite an adjustment. Like you, a lot of guilt goes into it. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm leaving, but honestly, like probably um the type of work that they're doing like that what i'm doing my when my son walks up and he's like mommy what are you like what are you drawing what are you building like he they get so excited like i i helped um like ben kaufman when he's he he um he's now he now owns camp the toy store that experiential toy store Mm. um but he uh i remember when he called for that project in particular and um and, and it was one of those things where, like, I was really in it, like, with, like, little kid phase, you know? But I was like, I can't say no. Like, this is, a, this is like, a gem. Like, who wouldn't want to help build a toy store? Yeah. And I remember telling my kids, I was like, listen, like, mommy's going to work today. I'm building you a toy store. <laughs> like, how... And then, and then when, when I get home, you got to brush your teeth. <laughs> yeah. But, like, how could they get mad at that? Yeah. And, it, and I said that, you know, I work, I helped, um, I, I, I helped, like, helped ideate on it, like, the concept of what it is today. Um, so very much like the, the beginning process. Um, yeah. And I remember walking in with my son and, and my daughter. And my daughter was, was much younger. So like, you know, I love my daughter too. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but my son was at the age where he's like, whoa, where she yeah, was yeah. like little, little tiny. She's yeah. now like, but anyways. Um, and he his eyes just like, because you're making this thing and you, everything. I remember just like concepting and throwing out ideas when we were in that room brainstorming on this toy store. And you're like oh, like my son would love this and my son would love that. So like I took on this project because I wanted to do it so I could build something for him. Yeah. Like, or like help. That's awesome. And uh, so like walking him, like now every, t- and now they finally built one by my house. And so it's like so fun, like yeah. to walk, and he walks in every time. And my daughter, like they are, they're so cute. Like my, they, 
it's just it's and, it's a magic it's a magical feeling for those so that don't know it. camp like there is sort of like a special surprise to every store right mm -hmm. there's like a there's like the secret yeah it's like a speakeasy for children yes yes like, it, it, it is what? yeah so the, the you know you know what a speakeasy i know right? a speakeasy. so yeah. i'll tell you a little thing on this so like um you know ben's name keeps getting brought up because he was one of those he's one of those people to me um and you know he he called up a, a couple of us there was probably like seven of us that he used to work with and he's like hey i have i own camp.com and i want to make a toy store what is it going to be and mm. like we sat down and remember the like the i think we all did like the first meeting or like we do, we basically met like once a week in person if we could and then we would do like night phone calls because everyone had like a normal job you know <laughs> <laughs> and so we were doing it at night and like just kind of like concepting and throwing out ideas and and you know it came it, the cool part about it was like well let's own, like if we're gonna do camp.com like own the idea of camp so the front of it's a canteen you know mm. so it's like novelty like cool gifting stuff it, the front of it doesn't ever um ever uh it's always remains the same but then they have in all of the stores now there's five um they have this like magic door and um the door opens and the theme behind it changes every like every eight to twelve weeks and so like when you walk in you know it's like brand new to the kids I and mean, you know because i think that's the one thing about a toy store the ones that currently existed that or at least i'm familiar with is like it never changes like the kids i, I live there now because my my kids but like yeah. the ones that we i go to though it's like the same train right. the yeah. same whatever yeah and like this toys one, Toys R Us R.I.P. was yeah. like basically just <laughs> like a warehouse, yeah, yeah, full of toys. And then like you, and that was part of it too. Is like my kids would open up all the toys, and like I'm like, and I was walking out with none of the toys I wanted to buy, but like they were opening opening up stuff, and I'm like, shit, now I have to buy this one. <laughs> and so like at camp, they actually allow you to play with the toys okay. and break oh, things and nice. make like they have like it's so cute. Like they have like a they had a picnic bench and no paper but markers, and you could just all over the picnic bench oh, like you yeah. know what i mean you could be a kid yeah, yeah. um there's like play gyms like you gotta go if you haven't been to them there's like okay. there's two in the city <laughs> i'll now. take you sometime Thanks. Nick. Thanks, yeah <laughs> but they're re it's really fun um yeah so that was a really cool project to work on um and and i think that's the thing is like picking projects that i i'm willing to i i have to love it so right. like i'm not gonna take that time away unless i want to do this because you know, it's it's important to me to look, like love what I'm doing, um, and then also be there for my my kids. So I do. It is a juggling act. Like some days, some weeks are easier than others. Um, but I I try to be very present with my kids, and you know, schedule my make sure that my schedule like is flexible enough. Um, but when those like the week long projects come in, like I'm definitely not home. Like a lot of times, I just you know stay in the city. Mm. But then I'm off for like a week or two. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah that's awesome yeah well julie we also uh always like to ask you know one kind of last closing question is what are you excited about for the future of design or, or yeah. your career in general or i think you know i think it's like just the unknown of like where the technology is going and what we're capable of doing mm. i think that you know, having to learn from the ground up. Like I, I've definitely stressed like learning the foundation of design and why things look the way they look and then learning how to just get it on paper. But I also love that, like, I think you have to adapt with the times too in order to kind of keep, keep moving. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm very intrigued to see like where design goes just based on technology. So. Yeah. 
It's it's amazing. I feel like throughout your career, you've kind of been like other people that I know. You've kind of been at the forefront of like companies that are doing interesting ways of like generating ideas because mm-hmm. that's like you know I I feel like that kind of captures your career is like you're like you're at this like playful forefront of like this is how you can generate ideas and maybe in a way that's non-traditional. Yeah. So like, is that, is that like something that you're like, you want to keep exploring? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I think, I think, um, definitely a hundred percent. Um, I could a hundred, it's yes. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. My, my brain just went like total, like out there. I'm like, yeah, I think, but yeah, I, I, with technology and like just being able to like everybody's so accessible like a hundred percent like you know when we're doing these pitches now i mean obviously we have everyone in a room but even like you know just seeing what we did with quirky and buzz you know with those platforms like you we have access now to get like mass like just mass um feedback from people on designs you're currently making so it's like yeah, I think having people collaborate in a in an interesting way in the future is is um, very intriguing. I have no idea what that's going to be, but I think that I've met some really cool people that could potentially be doing interesting things. Um, yeah. You know, it's yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, Julia, thank you so much yeah. again for coming <laughs> on the podcast. Like, it's amazing to talk to you, and um, we'll post up a lot of your work on our website so that you all can see it. Um, and then is there any other place that people connect connect with you or we can always link to it after the fact if yeah guys, I'll, if yeah just I'll just send you some links okay and stuff. cool yeah all right yeah all right this is awesome this one's been this one I have tried like it's been like phone tag for a while but I'm so happy that this finally happened thank you and so I'm much. so good to see you yeah. and like meet you but yeah. um I I will hands down like there's some people you work with in your career though and like you know, you meet so many people. I will never forget working with you. <laughs> and I just, I just remember because your enthusiasm for design was so great. Like that's why I wanted to help you yeah. because you have, you have it. Like you had, like I mean, I saw it. Like you, you're, um, you had really, really good ideas and just needed to like fine tune it. And mm. you have, and mm. yeah, like you're gonna go places. I'm excited I, for you in LA. I appreciate it, but like all that enthusiasm <laughs> was like, I, I just like. I was like trying to get as much of your enthusiasm like because you, you're you're so energetic and enthusiastic Aww. and I was like this is amazing like like I need to figure out like what is she eating what is she drinking like <laughs> this lemon ginger oh, cayenne. all right first sponsor of the podcast um, but uh, but anyway thank you so all much right, thank, Julia. Yeah. Yeah, of course thanks, anytime Julia. yeah all right and right. uh, as always, I'm at Nick P. Baker. I'm at I Draw Receipts. Peace. Later. I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs>